Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. On this, on this Sunday before Thanksgiving, I felt impressed to share a thought from a passage of Scripture that I hope would help us enter into this Thanksgiving week with a fresh insight and kind of a renewed direction. So many times we tend to go into Thanksgiving just to get to Christmas. You know what I mean? Go to the stores. Go to Costco. Go to Home Depot. You don't see Thanksgiving stuff. What do you see? Christmas. We just kind of fly right through Thanksgiving. And yet I would contend that Thanksgiving is probably the one holiday that we should celebrate 365 days of the year. It should be the holiday that never ends. Why? Because Paul instructs us to do so. He says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, he says, Giving thanks at all times for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to the God and our Father. Giving thanks at all times for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. How many, are you, how many of you are good at giving thanks at all times? How many of you are good at giving thanks for all things? It's difficult sometimes, but giving thanks to God at all times for all things should be a way of our life. It should be a part of our DNA as a follower of Christ. It should be who we are. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Sometimes, you know, is it possible to be thankful all the time? Did the Apostle Paul give us something that we really cannot live up to? And I would challenge you that in our own human strength that it's impossible for us to be thankful all the time. But when our spirit is walking with God's spirit, I believe that we can learn to give thanks at all times for all things. Why do I believe that? Because the Apostle Paul gives us his words. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So when all of a sudden the Spirit of God is upon me, I can continue to give thanks to God for everything in my life. Today I want to give you a passage of Scripture that's found in Psalms chapter 100. And we're going to read the entirety of that Psalms. It's only five verses. But I want you to, 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 it's it's a psalm of thanksgiving. It's a psalm of praise. And I want you to listen to these words as I read them to you today. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for your word today. I pray, God, that your word would penetrate our hearts and our minds. And as we enter into this season of thanksgiving, Lord, this week, as we celebrate with family and friends, I pray, God, that we would have the understanding of what we are truly, what we should truly be thankful for. Our relationship with you, our family and friends, yes. But number one is, Lord God, that we are able to serve you Lord, illuminate that in our minds, in in our hearts this week, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Throughout Scripture, we are instructed to give thanks for the Lord 
is good. And I'm going to highlight today why this is so important to our lives. The first thought that I want to highlight from this scripture is to shout to the Lord. Did you see that in that scripture? It says to shout to the Lord. The ESV translation scripture, it says to make a joyful noise. But when you read other translations, that word to make a joyful noise, it means to shout as well. It's a shout for joy. It's the idea of a jubilant battle cry. You know, when you watch the movies and all of a sudden the king is going into a battle and he's taking him into war and all of a sudden he, he makes his you know, victorious speech and he goes out and he rallies everybody together and everybody makes this battle cry. See, spiritually, we go into battle every day and each and every day we should go out with a shout of joy. Not a shout of, of defeat, but it's a shout of joy because we are going to be victorious spiritually. Each and every day as we wake up, we need to give a shout of joy that today is the day that God is going to be victorious once again in my life. Amen. How many, can I hear a shout of joy today? Growing up as a young boy, we used to have an evangelist named Linfield Crowder, and I used to share this. He'd come to our church to speak. And back in the old days, we didn't put evangelists up in hotels. We put them in your house, in the basement, some of the old bedroom. But Linfield would come over to our house, and he was a great man. But one of the things that would just drive me crazy is that 5.30, 6 a.m. in the morning, when he woke up, he had always said, all of a sudden, he would just shout at the top of his lungs, Good morning, Lord! And it was loud. It was really loud. It'd wake up the whole house every morning, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. Good morning, Lord. It annoyed me as a boy, but it inspires me as a man. To know, that, to know God in such an intimate way, to know him enough to enter each and every day with a shout of praise. That's how we should have this heart of thanksgiving. Good morning, Lord. The next verse states, serve the Lord with gladness. It's the idea that we are serving our king. Every day is an opportunity for Jesus to reign in our life, and every day is an opportunity for God's glory to be revealed in and through your life in everything that you do. There should be an excitement in our life for the opportunity to serve God. Today I have the opportunity, not just on Sunday, that's a great day, but on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I have the opportunity to serve God. We shouldn't serve God or the Lord in sadness or, in, or regret. We should serve him in joy. But sometimes people go into their school place or into their school or into their work or wherever they might be going. Guess what? They're entering into this place with sadness and not with joy. Have you ever thought about that? You go into work. Oh, I don't want to. You don't want to go to work. You go into school. It's going to be a test today. I don't want to go to school. And we enter in with sadness instead of joy. What would happen if we switched that around? I'm going somewhere. Just stay with me. Early in our marriage, Annette used to drag me to go to the store shopping. <laughs> she learned very quickly, I'm not going to take him shopping because he robs me of all the joy of shopping. For me, it was just laborious. It was tiring. It was exhausting. I'd rather go work for 12 hours in the day than to go shopping for one hour and stand around and try to make a decision of what we're going to buy. It was, it was painful. But she learned, what, no, you don't have to go. Just stay home and do whatever you want to do. And she would go shopping on her own because I was robbing the joy 
out of shopping. How do you view serving the Lord? The Bible says that we are to serve, and that word serve can also be translated, we are to worship, we are to serve, we are to worship the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing, singing. Every once in a while at home, I'll break, up in a, break out into a brand new song, and Annette's just dying because I go back 40 years, and she goes, where did that come from? I don't know, but it's coming out of my spirit. It's coming, come on. It's not pretty, but God loves it. I know it. But it's one of the reasons why we begin church services here with singing, why we begin with worship. We want to worship and magnify the Lord through our song. As we enter into the temple, we want to worship the Lord. God, you are great. You are worthy. You are holy. You can almost imagine it being a big choir where we're singing all together, declaring the goodness of God, the greatness of God. I'm believing that there's going to be a time coming soon where our worship here at this church is going to go to a whole nother level. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about the worship team. They're at another level. I'm talking about we as a people. That we're going to enter into this courts with praise. That we're going to enter in with gladness, with joy. That we're going to come in with a desire to worship the Lord. Can you imagine where people would arrive early to church? Just because they wanted to get a seat up close? Because they don't want to miss a single moment of the opportunity to worship God. The second thought that I want to share with you that comes from verse 3, and it's to know God. Specifically, it states, know that the Lord is God. Has, Has someone ever walked up to you that you should know, but you didn't recognize that person? You know, they walk up to you, they introduce yourself, you, you get recognized, you feel kind of... It happened to me, but I was in the opposite way, where I walked up to someone a while back at a conference, and I said, hey, how you doing? And I could tell in their eyes, they didn't recognize me. They didn't know who I was. And they felt embarrassed, and I said, I'm Tom Westerfield. Oh, my gosh. And the reason they felt embarrassed, because we used to work together years ago. And they didn't recognize me. And then he's called me for help multiple times. Hey, can, hey I need some advice. I need some direction. He's called me for But when I stood in front of him, he didn't recognize me. And I share that story because we probably have all done this at different times. But, but I share that story because um, I want you to catch this thought. Even though the person contacted me at different times, the person didn't really know me. He didn't recognize me when I was standing in front of him. This is how some people treat God. They ask God for help when they have a need or when they are in trouble. But when God all of a sudden shows up, they don't recognize him. Why don't they recognize God? Because they don't know him. They only know God as a resource when they're in trouble or when they're in difficulties. They don't know him intimately in relationship. Part of the teaching in our grow class is this very thought, and that is to know God. Not to know about God, but to know God. When we say know God, it's not so much about knowing God in our head, but it's knowing God in our hearts, experiencing and understanding 
that God is the most important thing in our life. It's having an intimate relationship that goes beyond general knowledge. It's reading God's word. It's spending time in his prayer. It's building a relationship. Because to know someone requires that you spend time with that person, with that someone. If you really want to know someone, you got to spend time with that someone. Do you know that God is your creator? Do you know that God is holy? That he is your salvation? That he, his love is for you, not against you? Do you know that God sent his son to die for your sins? Do you know of God's faithfulness? Have you experienced God's comfort? Have you experienced God's peace? Do you know God's mercy and grace? If you know God, then you'll recognize God in your life. This is what disappointed Jesus when he came into this world and he started walking on this planet Earth and he started sharing just the great news of the gospel and he starts sharing with the people but guess what to me? It was kind of almost like a revelation when I was reading it. It just, just popped in my head. I don't know if you've had that experience where all of a sudden just, something just, stop, just jumps at you, out at you. And it was the word enter. This scripture would have been referencing the temple as you enter into the temple. But what it's truly referencing is how are you entering into the presence of God? Growing up in church, I would see this scripture posted outside of the worship center or inside the worship center enter his his courts with thanksgiving or outside in the lobby as you're entering in you'd see this scripture the idea is that you should enter in with praise we should enter in with thanksgiving as i shared earlier our evangelist friend he used to wake up with a shout of praise his thanksgiving was based on his intimacy with god he had an intimate relationship with god i want you to catch this thought When God is the source of your life, then your intimacy with God and your thankfulness to God naturally begins to grow. When God is the source of your life, when God is everything, when 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 everything of your life is about God, when that becomes your life, then your intimacy with God and your thankfulness to God naturally begins to grow. When you hang out with someone all the time, all of a sudden you become more thankful for them, you know them better, there's an intimate relationship with them. When you start hanging out with God, when you start hanging out with Christ, and you start praying and reading His Word, all of a sudden there's something that starts to change and impact your life. There's an intimacy that starts to grow in your life, and all of a sudden you don't have to think about being thankful, you just are thankful. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Let me ask you a question. How is your entering? How is your entering? How do you enter the church? How do you enter your home? How do you enter your school? How do you enter your workplace? How do you enter your friend's house? How do you enter the grocery store? Pastor Tom, I don't know where you're going here. I thought you were only talking about entering into God's presence. What does school have to do? What does the workplace have to do with anything? I want to remind you of a scripture that Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. He says, do you not know that you are God's temple? And that God's spirit dwells in you? Do you not know that you are God's temple and his spirit, the power of God's spirit, the Holy Spirit dwells in you and me? When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, our physical body becomes a temple For God's spirits to reside. 
all of a sudden now, guess what? It's not like the Old Testament where you'd have to go to the temple to worship God. You are the temple and you can worship God anywhere where you are. Because we worship God in spirit and in truth. So the question we should ask ourselves is how do we enter the different gates and courts of life? When we enter in different gates, how do we enter those gates? Because see, our lives are a temple of God's spirit. Gates represent an entrance. Courts represent a place of waiting. How you enter something will impact the way you stay. How you stay or how you remain will impact the way you live. Are you entering the different areas of your life with Thanksgiving? Are you entering the, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. How do you enter? Do you enter your workplace or your school recognizing that God's spirit is still with you? Do you give room for God to move in and through your life? How are you entering the gates and the courts of your life? Because wherever you go, you are the temple of the Lord and the temple of the Holy Spirit, and he is going with you. I want you to look at verse 5 in this passage of Scripture that we were talking about. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. The reason we enter with thanksgiving and praise is because the Lord is good. Can you say that? The Lord is good. Say it again. The Lord is good. The reason we enter with thanksgiving and praise is because we know that the Lord is good. And guess what? God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His truth does not change. His love does not change. His faithfulness never ends. It's, it's in our lives, it's learning to create an environment in every area of our life where we can give thanks and praise to God for the abundance of his grace and mercy that we are shown each and every day. Paul writes, give thanks in all circumstances. And what's this next part? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances. He doesn't just say this just for a good thought. He says, no, God wants you. This is God's will for your life, is that you give thanks in all circumstances. In all circumstances. When we come to Thanksgiving time, I'm always reminded of the story of Jonah and the well. And some of you think, man, Pastor Tom is completely off his rocker. He doesn't know where he's going today. What does Jonah and the well have to do with Thanksgiving? The story is really actually a great illustration of Thanksgiving. Many people think of the story of Jonah and the whale as a fictitious story. But can I challenge you on that? It's not. A whole book of the Bible is dedicated to the story of Jonah the prophet. If it was fictitious, why would it? It's not a parable. It's a true story. You know, we can believe that God created the heavens and the earth. We can believe that God parted the Red Sea. We can believe that God fed 5,000 with two loaves of bread, but we, for some reason we can't believe that Jonah got swallowed by a fish. I don't know why, but many people can't get that. But just follow with me. Jonah was the prophet of God. Jonah was sent to a place called Nineveh, and he was sent there to be able to share with Nineveh to preach this message of repentance to the Ninevites. The city was so wicked that it says in Scripture that God was ready to destroy the city because of the great wickedness that he saw in Nineveh. So Jonah, the prophet, 
was, God had spoken to him. His presence was with him. He spoke to him and said, I need you to go to Nineveh and speak to this city. Because otherwise, if they don't repent, I'm going to destroy them. Jonah didn't like the Ninevites. He hated them. He despised them. He didn't want to go there. He heard the word of the Lord. He didn't want to go. He goes to Tarshish. He gets on a boat. He goes the opposite direction of Nineveh. He doesn't go to Nineveh. The thought I want to share from this story is when God spoke to Jonah, I want you to catch this, he wasn't thankful. In fact, it was the exact opposite. Jonah was irritated and he, he was frustrated. Have you ever had the Lord speak to you and you're not thankful? See, you could say that God was opening up a gate for Jonah. And Jonah was not entering that gate with thankfulness at all. Pastor Tom, but wait a minute. We're talking about entering into his court. God was making room with his presence for his courts to be expanded. He was opening up the gate, and Jonah didn't want to walk through that gate. He didn't want to give a message of repentance. He didn't want to give hope. He entered that place, that opportunity, not with thanksgiving, but with ungratefulness. He refused to go and share the goodness of God. He refused to go and share the message of repentance to the people of Nineveh. Instead, Jonah boarded a ship and went to Tarshish. As he's boarded the ship, he's on the boat, he's going to Tarshish. His, his whole life is about ready to go into shambles. A huge, they, they sail right into this huge storm. It's such a big storm that all the sailors believe they're going to die in this storm. They're going to lose their lives. And they start praying to their gods. They start praying. They, they know something is wrong. They cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. And they say, Jonah, you're the guy. What's wrong with you? What did you do? And he says, I'm running away from the Lord. He said, if you throw me overboard, everything will stop. They don't want to do that. But they finally make the decision, if we're going to survive, we've got to throw him overboard. They throw Jonah over this, overboard, they throw him into the sea, and the sea, and it says in the scripture that the sea became calm. And now the rest of the story, we know that Jonah all of a sudden got swallowed by this magnificent fish. We don't know if it was a whale, we don't know what kind of, but something swallowed him. It says they spent three days and three nights in the belly of a whale. And no, it's a children's story, Pastor Tom. Really? I want you to catch this thought. Because God gave Jonah an opportunity. He opened up a door. He opened up a gate. Jonah didn't walk with it, through it with thanksgiving. He walked through it with ungratefulness. And inside that fish, that belly for three days, and I don't know how you survive. I don't even know how you would even do anything. But I want you to listen to this prayer in Jonah chapter 2, verse 9. It says, but I with the voice of thanksgiving, this is Jonah, I with the voice of thanksgiving, and it could also be translated shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Finally, Jonah responded with a thankful heart. He was entering into a gate of opportunity with thanksgiving. The rest of the story, Jonah goes to Nineveh. He preaches the message of repentance. Everyone turns their heart. They put on sackcloth. They, they, they sit in ashes. They start to repent of all the wrongdoings. And God shows mercy upon the city of Nineveh, and they're spared. Because Jonah was willing to enter into that gate with thanksgiving. 
He didn't end very well at the end. He still got mad. But what I want to share with that whole story is how do you enter into things of your life when God gives you opportunity? How do you enter? Do you enter in with your workplace? With, I got to go one more day into work. I can't believe it. When is it going to be over? Do you enter into your school place when all of a sudden you say, oh, man, I don't want to go anymore. I don't want to do this. How do you enter? Because the Word of God says that we should enter into His gates with thanksgiving. We should enter into His courts with praise. We should be waiting and thanking God in our, our waiting time. We, when we enter into the gate, we should be thanking God for the opportunity that He has put before us. Look how the Lord responded to Jonah's thankfulness. It says, And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. How are we entering the opportunity God gives us? Even maybe the gates that maybe are not the ones that we necessarily want all the time. But how do we enter it? Because see, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of the Lord. We don't go somewhere. We are the temple. And when we enter with thanksgiving, when we enter into praise, it changes the atmosphere. It changes the environment. What would be it like if you entered Thanksgiving week this week with some of those relatives that you can't stand, those ones that just get under your nerve, that sister-in-law, that brother-in-law, you know who I'm talking about. And what would happen if you entered in that week instead of dreading the time together, if you entered in that week with an opportunity of praise and worship and Thanksgiving and saying, Lord, thank you for this opportunity. I want to make the most of it this week. Today I encourage you to enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. And watch what God will do in and through your life. When we choose to be thankful. Lord, we thank you for today's message. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, even in the limitations of, of myself or whoever it might be Lord God your word still stands true your word is still powerful it's effective it changes lives and I pray today Lord God for those that are here those that are maybe coming into a difficult week for some it might be a joyous week God I pray just more blessing upon them this week as they celebrate Thanksgiving with family and friends with every head bowed eyes closed for I just feel this impressed upon me for those of you who know you're going to walk into a difficult situation this week, you know it's not going to be easy. You know it's going to be a challenge. You know that someone's going to try to just say the right thing to set you off. And you know that, that that's going to be the case this week and it's going to be maybe more of a challenge than usual. And if that's you here today, I want you to just raise your hand because I want to pray with you today. If you hear, I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. I see that hand. Anybody else? Lord, I pray right now for this week as we walk into Thanksgiving. Some are walking into households, Lord God, that maybe not everybody is serving you. Some are walking in situations where maybe there's strife between brother and sister or mom and dad or mom and daughter, whatever it might be. God, I pray that as we enter into these courts, these opportunities, these gates that you give us this week, Lord God, we're bringing your presence. 
into that house. We're bringing your presence into those places. God, that we would come in with thankful heart. We would come in with a grateful heart. And that, Lord, you would guard us and need, that, Lord God, you would protect us. And as we enter in, Lord God, we'd be able to share your goodness and your love and your grace. And, Lord God, that out of us, Lord God, you would be glorified. That, Lord God, your presence, Lord God, would flow through us. That you would give us the right words to say, the encouraging words to say, Lord God. The prayers that might be, need to be said before we even arrive there. God, use us in a great way this week, God, to make a difference in the lives of others. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming today. Have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Stand with us as we worship. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.